Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL Avalon, at 88.7 on your FM dial, and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, we've got four birthday salutes for Henry Burley, Maurice Sigler, George Wilton Ballard, and Ethel Chate. Now, in case you hadn't noticed, our last new show was all the way back on November 6th. The following day, we had a catastrophic computer failure, not in the KISL studios, but here in the Rapidly Rotating Records studio on the mainland. Now, I do have a quadruple redundant backup of all the digital music files, documents, photographs, graphics, and data, but it's still not easy to recover from such situations. That, plus a trip to Sacramento for the West Coast Ragtime Festival, the Thanksgiving holiday, and some family health issues all contributed to the delay in getting back on the air. But back we are, and to prove it, here's a set of rapidly rotating records about coming back, beginning with Nat Lewis's Nightbirds. Happy-go-lucky days. 
back again Oh, them good old times are coming back again And the good old sun will shine And we won't have no red line Oh, them good old times are coming back again Oh, them good old times are coming back again Oh, them good old times are coming back again We won't have to break our backs Toting a big carload of tax Oh, them good old days are coming back again Them good old days coming back again Oh, them good old days coming back again Oh, depression, he will go to that place where there's no snow Oh, them good old days coming back again Them good times coming back again. Oh, them good times coming back again. And that long-eared mule will say to that elephant that day, Oh, them good times coming back again. Oh, them good times coming back again. Oh, them good times coming back again. We'll ride handsome, wide and far in our little touring car. Oh, them good times coming back again. Oh, them good times coming back again. Oh, them good times coming back again. We'll have money in our jeans. We'll have all that turn of green. Oh, them good times coming back again. Oh, them good times coming back again. Oh, them good times coming back again. We've had misery in full, lived on promises and bull. Oh, them good times coming back again. Oh, them good times coming back again. We'll sit in our easy chair, not a worry nor a care. Oh, them good times coming back again. Oh, them good times coming back again. Oh, them good old times coming back again. At the sun we'll smile, be darned, though our tonsils get sunburned. Oh, them good old times coming back again. Oh, them good old times coming back again. Oh, them good old times coming back again. We can rest our weary heads as we sleep in feather beds. Oh, them good old times coming back again. Yes, them good old times are back again here on Rapidly Rotating Records, and if you're half as happy about it as I am, then I'm twice as happy as you. That was Jim Baird with Good Old Times from Victor 23649, recorded February 5th, 1932 in Victor's Church Building Studio in Camden, New Jersey. Fats Waller recorded many a side in that studio playing the SD Opus 1850 pipe organ, but on this date, it was played by Bob Mitchell. Good Old Times was written by Bob Miller, and as for Jim Baird, there was no such person. 
Jim Baird was a pseudonym for Bill Elliott. Before good old times, we heard Sam Lennon's orchestra with If You'll Come Back, written by Turner Layton and Sam Ehrlich. That's from Banner 1308, recorded January 3rd, 1924. We started this segment with Back Again to Happy-Go-Lucky Days. That was Nat Lewis's Nightbirds on a 9-inch British Broadcast 78, number 851, made in June of 1932. Raymond Wallace wrote Back Again, and once again, there was no such person as Nat Lewis. Along with Primo Scala and Al Benny, Nat Lewis was a pseudonym for Harry Bidgood. I'm Glenn Robison, a pseudonym for Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Last week, December 2nd, marked the birth in 1866 in Erie, Pennsylvania, of composer, arranger, and baritone singer Henry Thacker Burley, better known as Harry T. Burley. He credited his mother as his first music teacher, and he learned African-American spirituals from her and his maternal grandfather. He also received formal piano lessons and studied voice. As a young man in Erie, he sang professionally in the choirs of the Cathedral of St. Paul, the Park Presbyterian Church, and the Reformed Jewish Temple. Burley's mother sometimes worked for Elizabeth Russell, a local music lover who put on musical events in her home for her friends. Burley, then in his late teens, was so determined to hear Hungarian pianist Raphael Josefi at one of Russell's salons that he stood outside in the snow to listen and became ill. When his mother found out the cause of his illness, she asked Russell to hire her son as a doorman so he could hear the performances without risking his health. Burley was thus able to hear many well-known classical performers he otherwise would not. At age 26, Burley received a scholarship to the National Conservatory of Music in New York, where he became friends with and was encouraged by the conservatory's director, Czech composer Antonin Dvorak. In 1894, Burley was hired as soloist at St. George's Episcopal Church in New York, an appointment he held for over 50 years. In the late 1890s, Burley began publishing his own art songs and around 1910 worked as an editor for music publisher G. Ricordi. He was a founding member of ASCAP in 1914 and a director in 1941. He retired in 1946 due to ill health and died of heart failure on September 12, 1949 in Stamford, Connecticut. Here are a couple of Burley's arrangements followed by his only recording. Oh, 
the times in the hush of the evening hour when the shadows creep from the west. I think of the twilight songs you sang and the boy you lulled to rest. The wee little boy with a tousled head that long, long ago was mine. I wonder if sometimes you think of that boy. Oh, little mother of in body and strong you'd hardly know that he was the lad you lulled with your slumber songs the years have altered the form and the face was the heart is only changed by
Like John Philip Sousa, Harry T. Burley had little regard for technology and made only one known recording, which you just heard, the African-American spiritual Go Down Moses, possibly with Burley accompanying himself on piano. In 1919, Burley agreed to record one side for the Broom Special Phonograph Records label, owned by his friend George W. Broom, with an E, of Medford, Massachusetts. Harry Pace's Black Swan brand is often cited as the first black-owned record label, but in fact Broom's mark predates Black Swan by about 18 months. The records were sold by mail order through advertisements in black newspapers and magazines. The recording and pressing source for Go Down Moses is unknown, but it was apparently produced by or for George Broom. Before Burley himself, we heard a couple of his arrangements recorded by others. We started with American lyric tenor and composer Roland Hayes, accompanied by pianist Lawrence Brown, on By and By from Vocalion 21002, originally recorded in England. Roland Hayes was followed by tenor William A. Kennedy singing Walter H. Brown's lyrics to Burley's tune, Little Mother of Mine, from Columbia 1233-D, September 29, 1926. Last week, November 30th, marked the birth in 1901 in New York City of Moses Sigler to Samuel Sigler and Jenny Frank. You may know him better as banjoist and songwriter Maurice Sigler. Sometime after 1910, the family moved to Birmingham, Alabama, where young Maurice received musical training and became a member of Reedman Jack Lynx's band. Starting in the 1930s, Sigler concentrated more on working as a lyricist, responsible for songs including I Saw Stars, Everything's in Rhythm with My Heart, and Little Man, You've Had a Busy Day. Between 1934 and 1937, he was in England, writing lyrics for stage shows and films, including several in the 1935 Jack Hilton picture, She Shall Have Music. And during this time, a number of Sigler's songs were also recorded by British bands, including Billy Cotton, Roy Fox, Henry Hall, and Ray Noble. Maurice Sigler died in Queens in 1961. Here are three from Maurice Sigler.
went to the cupboard to get her daughter a dress. When she got there, the cupboard was bare, and so was the daughter, I guess. Well, it ain't gonna rain no more. It ain't gonna rain no more. How in the world can the old folks tell it ain't gonna rain no more? Shakespeare said all fleas were black. That cannot be so. Mary had a little lamb whose fleece was white as snow. Well, it ain't gonna rain no more. It ain't gonna rain no more. How in the world can the old folks tell it ain't gonna rain no more? The boy stood on the burning deck, his feet were full of blisters. He burned a hole in the seat of his pants, and now he wears his father's well. It ain't gonna rain no more, it ain't gonna rain no more. How in the world can the old folks tell it ain't gonna rain no more? I asked my girl to go for a ride, she said she would go. She wouldn't do what I asked her to, she ain't gonna ride no more. Oh, she ain't gonna ride no more, she ain't gonna ride no more. She wouldn't do what I asked her to, she ain't gonna ride no more. Jimmy had a sweetheart, Jimmy had a sweetheart, Jimmy had a sweetheart. 
I mentioned that Maurice Sigler started off as a member of Jack Lynx's band. Between 1924 and 1927, the band made a series of trips to Atlanta to make field recordings for OK Records. During the first of these trips, on August 28, 1924, Maurice Sigler recorded four sides as nominal leader and banjoist of a group called Sigler's Birmingham Merrymakers. We started our little tribute to Maurice Sigler with one of them, Step It, issued on OK 40310. The label credits Step It to Sigler and Balsam, but just who Balsam is, I don't know. Step It was followed by Jack Lynx and his society serenaders with It Ain't Gonna Rain No Mo, from OK 40188, recorded in the same session as Step It. Wendell Hall wrote It Ain't Gonna Rain No Mo and recorded it, so why did I play Jack Lynx's version? Well, because the vocalist was Maurice Sigler. I'd like to know the origins of Maurice Sigler's song Jimmy Had a Nickel, written with Al Goodhart and Al Hoffman, which finished up the set. That was Abe Lyman's California Orchestra with an unidentified vocal trio on Brunswick 6756, January 24, 1934. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. Had we done a new show on November 27th, it would have included a birthday segment for George Wilton Ballard. It's a little late, but we'll do it now. November 24th marked the birth in 1876 in Syracuse, New York, of George Wilton Ballard to Alfred George Ballard and Mary E. Wilton. I could find no information about his upbringing, but on October 21, 1898, he married Della Loretta Reddy in Syracuse, and their son Robert Hudson Ballard was born in 1902. Likewise, I could find no information about his musical training, if any, but his singing career began in church choirs. He began recording in 1910 on U.S. Everlasting Records Cylinders, and his first recording for Edison was released in 1914. He quickly became one of Edison's most popular tenors, producing about 70 cylinders and an equal number of diamond discs. He recorded a number of duets with soprano Helen Clark and frequently appeared in concerts and Edison tone test recitals, with Whistler Sybil Sanderson Fagan. The 1914 Edison Cylinder Catalog said Mr. Ballard has for many years been among the leading concert and church tenors of the eastern United States. He is now located in New York City, where he occupies a prominent position as choir soloist at the Calvary Methodist Episcopal Church. Notwithstanding his success, he is still studying under the famous vocal instructor Oscar Sanger, and is a favorite with Edison owners. His enunciation and phrasing are especially commendable. His voice is clear and sweet, and he puts fervor and feeling in his interpretations that is most impressive and enjoyable. The 1923 Jeanette Records catalog was equally effusive, saying, There is no more popular Jeanette singer than George Wilton Ballard. He possesses a rich, pure tenor of wondrous quality, and his tones, especially the higher ones, are produced without effort. His shadings of tone and his voice control in general have endeared him to the hearts of thousands. 
Ballard retired from studio work in late 1924 or early 1925. Fun fact, apparently Ballard was an avid bass fisherman. Noting that fishing was a great way to promote health, gives one an opportunity to think, and is a great trouble dispeller. From 1939 on, Ballard was employed as a diamond specialist and salesman at Howe's Jewelry Store in Syracuse, and died while at work on April 7, 1950. He's buried in the Amber Cemetery in Amber, New York. Here's George Wilton Ballard. Because he loves you too 
I love each flower at dawning on, all fragrant with fragrant hue. I love each one beneath the sun, because they all love you. In the land of cotton, best tune that he had. Now my dad takes that bow, and he syncopates so soft and low. A rag, a rag, I love to hear it played. Then he hands that fiddle to me, and I play a matchy's melody. Tia-dia, 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 tia-dia. On the violin my great-granddaddy made. Many times that violin upon that wall just seems to grin and say so soft and sweetly to its bow. As years roll on, the fashions change. The tunes today are mighty strange. Was not this way a hundred years ago? I realize it too. The tunes today are new. My great granddaddy, when he was a Lady Yankee Doodle came to town upon that violin, and my own daddy's dad made my grandmammy glad. We'll way down south in the land of cotton, that soon that he had. Now my dad takes that bow, and he syncopates so soft and low. A rag, a rag, I love to hear it played. Then he hands the fiddle to me, and I play a matchy's melody. Tia-dia, 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 tia-dia. On the violin my great-granddaddy made. Thank you. 
you paint so soft and low a rag, a rag, I love to hear it played. Then he hands a fiddle to me, and I play a matchy's melody. Tia dia, tia dia, tia dia, tia dia, on the violin my great granddaddy made. There you have two of George Wilton Ballard's Diamond Disc recordings. We started with Because They All Love You, written by Tommy Mal and composed by Jack Little from EDD 51439, November 12, 1924. That was followed by Diamond Disc 50242 from March 30, 1915, The Violin My Great Granddaddy Made. Roger Lewis wrote the words and Ernie Erdman the music. You've heard her numerous times on the show, but she's never had her own birthday segment, until tonight. Last week, December 1st, marked the birth in 1896 in New York City of Ethel B. Chate to Charles H. Robert Chate and Augusta Wilhelmina Lilly. For years I mispronounced her name as Chata until it was pointed out to me that the correct pronunciation was Chute. But that, too, is incorrect. I know this because I found a recording of a radio commercial in which Ethel introduces herself. Hello, everybody. This is Ethel Chate. So, the correct pronunciation is Chate. Chate, 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 Chate. She was born into a show business family managed by her father, touring as the Pee Wee Minstrels and performing in vaudeville as the Three Chates. By age seven, Ethel was known as the little girl with the big voice. She made her Broadway debut in The Passing Show of 1922, followed by a series of Florence Ziegfeld productions, including Whoopi in 1928. On April 5, 1926, Ethel married bandleader George Olson in a civil ceremony at New Haven, Connecticut City Hall, after which they returned to New York, where Ethel was starring in Louis XIV. The couple appeared in clubs across the country and in numerous radio programs in the 30s, including the Jack Benny Canada Dry radio show, the Nestle Chocolatiers program, and the Oldsmobile program. Following her 1939 divorce from Olson, Ethel continued to work as a singer and returned to Broadway in 1963. She made her final Broadway appearance at age 73 in the Sondheim musical Follies at the Winter Garden Theater, on the very same stage, she made her first Broadway appearance in September of 1922 in The Passing Show. She died February 5, 1976 at St. Clair's Hospital in New York City. Here are three from Ethel Chate. Searching for you, looking for you night and day. 
villain I abhor you. Do and hand me right away. My proud beauty, come and cuddle near. It's my duty to hate you, I fear. You're in my power. <laughs> What you gonna do now? It's up to you now to give your love to me. I'm in your power, mama, mama, mama. Don't be stubborn, honey. Please take my money, then you can set me free. With your lips so close to mine, must I beg you for a kiss? Oh, now ain't this fine? Gee, home was never like this. You're in my power. <laughs> You're a bold, bad villain. But you were willing to, to give, give your love, love to me. Oh, promise me that someday you and me and I will live in fashion in the big city. I promise thee. Oh, you're in me power. <laughs> What you gonna do now? Love to you now to give your love to me. I'm in her power. Gong, 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 gong. Listen, tall and handsome. I'll give you ransom, then you can set me free. Say you can't be had you slicker. Hold me to your manly chest. My heart is beating quicker. Who is this gal called West? You're in me power. <laughs> Take your mortgage papers, but stop, stop those papers. I give you love to me. I guess 
Maybe I'm just your now and then, but what do I care? Our affair was accidental. You were a welcome stranger. We were feeling sentimental. But such a pleasant danger. Once in a while, you're all my own. Gee, but it's happiness. Even though you're not mine alone, still, what do I care? Then you promised to be mine. Ooh, what did we do? Gosh darn, we took a little ride. Gosh darn, I sat right by your side. Gosh darn, we tried to spoon eat the moon. And then pretty soon, gosh darn, we parked beside a barn. Gosh darn, and then we heard a voice say stop. And all I got was a ticket from the cop. Gosh darn. Gosh darn, you ups and disappeared. Gosh darn, catch on. You slipped through my hand like oodles of sand. Gosh darn, another came in view. Gosh darn. And I heard you say I do in church. So I left you in the lurch. Gosh darn. Gosh darn, then I married Mary Brown. Gosh darn, she's got the biggest feet in town. Why, you're sore. What's more, I still go for you. Well, what can we do? Gosh darn, have you got a family? Yes, sir, and we didn't stop at three. Oh, gee, I'm glad it wasn't me. Gosh darn.
There you have three from Ethel Chate, all with George Olson and his music. We started with You're In My Power. Ha 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 ha. Ha. Written by Al Hoffman, James Cavanaugh, and Nat Simon. You also heard Bob Rice in that January 12, 1934 recording with takes two and four, issued on Columbia 2881-D. Next was What Do I Care? from Harry Carroll's Review. Raymond Clogus wrote the words, and Jesse Greer and Harry Carroll the music. They tried it on October 27, 1929, with Bob Rice, Bob Borger, and Fran Fry on takes one, two, and three, but gave up. About a week later, on November 3rd, they returned to the Hal Roach Studios in Culver City with Ethel Chate, who made three more takes, and take four was issued on Victor 22213. We finished up with Ethel Chate and Fran Fry with Gosh Darn, written by Joe Young and J. Fred Coots. Victor 22994 was recorded April 14, 1932. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention.